0: hallelujah uh before we get started one, one thing i want to tell my home group is don't pay attention to the bulletin we're not having a friday night home group at six o'clock we're having a home group tonight at six o'clock here at church okay hallelujah god is good all the time and all the time hallelujah you're still awake okay uh we, we had a uh mechanical malfunction like i just had oh well, we yeah i had a nice song for y'all but uh I want to go sing. Don't get that. Don't go there. No, I ain't doing that. No, that nice video. I'll let you watch. But uh, anyhow, it's not gonna happen right now. So I'm gonna continue on. The word of God is living. And that's what that song essentially said. It's living. It doesn't go into hibernation. It doesn't do anything. It's living. It lives and breathes and guides us and helps us. And John one, John one one through three said, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. The word is still alive. That word that we just re- read about is now, right now at this very moment, sitting at the right hand of the Father, right. making intercession for you and I. That's right. And when we mess up and make a big boo-boo or maybe a little boo-boo, he's still there. And he's telling God, say, God, give him a break. They love you. They don't do it right all the time, but they love you. So he's telling them, and this word, here—if I had the screen, it'd be a picture up there of it. But since I don't, have, it's here. This word is living. If it doesn't speak to your life, then you're dead. It's a living word. that does all things right and well, and it guides us and helps us. Helps us to know what tomorrow holds. Helps us to know why we can make it through this day. The living word of God does that, and we need to know that and understand that. And I don't know, Rick mentioned a little bit ago, I don't know if you're upset about Tuesday, but Tuesday was just another day in God's line of work. Tuesday was just another day. And God was not surprised by Tuesday. God knows and knew and still does what he's doing. And he's still in control. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. He's the authority. He's the one who does it all. I want you to go with me, if you will, to Romans chapter 13, verse number 1. Uh, I still got spooks. Hello. Uh, verse number 1 says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. The authorities that exist are appointed by God. Understand right now, Tuesday was set in motion by God. You may like it, you may not. Truth is truth. And the authorities that came to existence that day were appointed there by God. You say, now Mike, you're crazy. Well, maybe I am. But I believe what the Word just said. And those authorities are there and are allowed to exist because God did God what God wanted to do. And that's what God does. And we need to know and understand also that they're appointed by God. They're appointed by God. If you've been pay attention to your TV this week, President elect Obama has already started putting people in place that he wants to have there. Well, God is going to have people in place that he wants there. And God will do things the way God wants to do them, and he'll accomplish much through all that. Therefore, whosoever, listen to this, resist the authorities, Resist the ordinance of God. We may like it, we may not. But we can't find ourselves being in opposition to what God has said in play. Okay? I don't say you have to like it. I'm not saying you're all blessed and all all, got all the goosebumps because of what happened. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying we have to know and understand that God is God, and he's never given up on that, and God will forever be God. And God is not always going to give us exactly what we seek and what we want. But he's going to give us what's best. And we need to understand that, know that, and follow that. And those who resist, listen now, those who resist will bring judgment. On themselves will bring judgment on themselves we are God's kids we pray and believe and follow we are God's kids how many of you would not do what you think is best for your kids anybody here who would give your kids anything less than the best God wouldn't either. God, that's what's best for his kids. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be afraid of the authorities? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. Those authorities, if you do right and do well, will praise you, will thank you. Paul does not suggest that God approves of a corrupt government and ungodly officials, or unjust legislation. Sometimes, however, in punishment for the sins of people or for other reasons known only to Him, God allows evil rulers to have authority for a time. As the old time prophets frequently testified, ideally God grants authority to those who serve good ends. How that authority is exercised will be the accounting of each to whom it has been given. That authority will be judged by God, and God will judge whether that authority has been done rightly. So we need to know and understand that that God is God, and He does all things right and well, and He will forever do things right and well. Don't let yourself get all confused by what you see. OK? Satan will take your eyes and your mind, and He'll use them to try to break you down, to try to make you think that God has forgotten you. God has not forgotten, and God hadn't left. He's still in the room. And He still walks by us every day. He still guides our paths every day. He still gives us direction. The problem comes down to us sometimes. We don't want to follow the direction. Been there, done that. Been there, done that. My my, my thing for following God is so easy sometimes. I'll, I'll be doing my job at work. And I'll normally do what I normally do, and all of a sudden I'll be doing this thing I normally do, and all of a sudden this little thing will come in my mind say, You better hold up a little bit. I'm thinking why it's the same thing I do the same thing so I go ahead and do the same thing and a few hours later I find out what I did I should have waited because I would not have to do that and that's the same thing we're talking about about what we're talking about now if we will just be patient trust God follow him pray hard and seek him he will work this thing out for our good for our good it'll be blessed trust me it'll be blessed and Daniel 432, Nebuchadnezzar has built a big, fantastic palace. He's got these big, beautiful gardens in there. He's got all this stuff, and he's walking through it, and he's telling himself how good he did and how he did it all by his hands and how it all worked out right. And while he's in the process of doing that, these words come to him. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. And they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. Another thing we have to deal with. God gives it to whomever he chooses. We would do things different. We would think things a whole lot different. But God does things the way that God does things. You know what that means? He's sovereign. He does exactly what he wants to do. He asks us to pray and seek his face and do that. But at the end of the thing, he does exactly what he wants to do. That very hour the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagles' feathers and his nails like bird's claws. Now listen, and at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, uh, and my understanding returned to me, and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him, for he lives forever. We don't know what tomorrow holds. I'm not going to stand here and be all prophet and tell you that I have got it all figured out and God has told me that this and this and this and this and this this is going to happen. I'm not going to tell you that. But I'm going to tell you this much. I know that I keep my hand in his. That that scripture there will become a reality. That things will work out and those who may think they have it all figured out may find out at the end of the day that they don't. Then they'll turn to the one who has it all figured out. Now praise him and thank him for what has happened, for what takes place, for what has transpired. They will praise him and honor him. That's what it all comes down to. I told my wife the other day, because everybody always wants to know, Rick, everybody always wants to know when they see me, how things going to Gladfelder? They know Kenworks on three days. They know that other things have happened and things aren't doing real well. So they ask me, say, how things going to Gladfelder? Well, they're progressing. Are we having difficult times? Uh-huh. Are things like we'd like for it to be? Uh-uh. But I can stand here before you today in 38 years. 38 years we've been married. And we're still together. Every day I look forward to coming home to her. Huh? 38 years we've been married and I've never spent one day hungry I've never spent one day without a roof over my head and I've never spent one day in need i spent some days in want that's different but I've never spent one day in need my God is a God of righteousness and he does right he does right by me if I do right by him it all goes together And if he says pray and seek his face and find out what he wants, that's what you need to do. If you don't, you get yourself in a mess. You get yourself in a mess. And this country, because they have forgotten. They have forgotten who their source is. They've forgotten where the end is. They've forgotten how to get where they need to get to. They have forgotten that. So now we find ourselves in this financial crisis. We fight ourselves in this thing that not, our dollar bill is now worth about 10 cents, if we're lucky. We were talking last night. Jim was reading in something. Oh, the uh, paper she had out last night. She was reading that, and it. And it's talking about in there, in 1950, the average salary was $40 a week. I don't know about y'all, but I make a lot more than $40 a week. And it still doesn't go very far. God is in control of this thing. And he's the only one that's going to be in control of this thing. And when Aaron told you a couple weeks ago that you need to give and give and give and keep on giving, if you want out of this thing, that's exactly right. And I'm not talking about just greenbacks. I'm talking about of yourself and of your time. That you need to keep giving and keep seeking God and keep following him. Don't turn around and run because it don't look right. Don't turn around and run because it stinks. I remember back in the good old days when Mead was really putting out... The South End of Chicago—you couldn't live in—and I tell everybody, I say, that's money." <laughs> so we need to know and understand that God is in control. He has not left a building, people. He has not left a building. He has not left us. He will take us through this if we do what he said to do. If he said, "If we do what he said to do." Psalm 7, 50, 70, you know, fifty-seven, seventy-five. <laughs> the second time is easier Than the first time Back fact I think It's a little bit harder <laughs> Psalm 75 Verse 6 and 7 Says For exaltation Comes neither From the east Nor from the west Nor from the south But God As the judge He puts One down And exalts another That word judge In that context Means He's the one in charge He's the one in charge He Runs the show. That's what he does. And he does it well. He does it well. We'd be surprised if we would just listen to God and do the things the way God said to him and follow him day by day and every day and every minute of our lives. We'd be surprised how much easier it would be. We'd be surprised how many of those blind alleys we walk into would not be there. We'd be surprised how much better off this country would be if we do things the way God said do them. If we didn't, the major problem we all have as human beings is we use our own mind. And every time I use my mind, I always end up in trouble. I always end up in trouble. I always have things figured out exactly the opposite way God does. But God directs our paths. And God shows us. And God counseled us to do those things that he wants to have done. Nobody else can do it besides us. So in this election gizmo, what's our response to be? How are we supposed to handle this thing? How are we supposed to deal with it? Turn to 1 Timothy, chapter 2. This is how we deal with what has happened. This is how we get from today to tomorrow. And this is how we get from 19, or 19. Boy, would it would be okay if it 19. This is 2008. This is how we get from 2008 to 2012 and beyond. First of all, we're getting all frustrated and worried maybe about this thing. We don't know if the Lord might come back and we may not have to deal with any of it. But if he doesn't, then we have to deal with it. And here's how we deal with it. Chapter, verse, chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore I exhort you... Hello. Therefore I exhort you, first of all, that supplications and prayers and intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior so I'm not asking you here this morning to do anything that can't be done I'm not asking you to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge and swim to your hearts done I'm not asking you to do that but I'm asking you to hold up President-elect Obama in your prayers that's what I'm asking you to do because we are required to. If we want to live righteously, and if we want to do what's right, and we want life to be well, and we want life to be right, then we have to get Mike out of the way, and his thoughts, and what he thinks might be right, and go beyond that, to let God be right, to let God guide, to let God move, to let God be God. I'm asking for you to pray for President Obama. I'm asking you to pray on his behalf. Or he may not know how. I don't know. He should. He's been going to church for 20-some years, he's told us. But I'm asking you to seek God God on his behalf to help him to get through what he's going to deal with because I have a clue that he has no clue what's going to be involved in that White House he's moving into. I was told this morning not to hold back punches, so I have not. I had a good brother walk by me over there and he told me, he said, God, as I walked by, God told me to back and tell you don't pull back any punches. So I didn't then, first time, and I'm not doing it again now. God is God. And God will guide and God will guide and direct. We need to pray and seek God on his behalf. Ask God to give him godly counselors. Godly counselors, somebody who will come into his contact, who can give the love of God into his heart that will break down walls and break down all that stuff that has taken place and will help him to know and understand that he is in the office because God allowed him to walk in the office. Not because he campaigned well, not because he got the most votes, but because God allowed it to happen. That's what it's all about. That's what we do. That's how we walk. That's how we trust God. We know that he is in control. I want you to understand, he's not only just in control of the White House and the Congress and... City government, he's in control of your house. He's in control of your house. If you allow him to be. See? See? God will not strike you down and make you let him be in charge of your house. Don't happen that way. He's that, like I just told you. How many I can't tell you a number of times I've had a thing at work, and if I'd listen to that small voice back on my mind, it would have saved me a lot of work that I didn't have to do. How many times in my own living and in things around my house? has God spoken to me and let me know what to do and I chose not to so listen pray, pray, pray ask God listen, ask God to correct President Obama when he doesn't do right ask God to move in his life and his heart to let him know that that's wrong ask God to do that ask God to help in all this stuff because all this stuff is the only thing that God can take care of this we can't well, we can't I don't know about y'all I got a high school education for you to go to high school Whoopee. that means a lot to some people never got to go to college Could have probably Dad wanted me to and I said no thanks well, what a mistake. Anyhow, beyond that, God is God. And God takes care of all that stuff and does it right and well. And he loves me in spite of who I am, in spite of what I do that is dumb and stupid. And, you know? And I'm sure that in the same context, listen to me, God is no respecter of persons. He loves Barack Obama the same way that he loves me. Okay? I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying Obama's right. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that God loves all of us. And God is in control of all of us and he wants to be in more control of all of our lives. And the only thing we can do is pray and seek his face. That's all. That's all. Jen and I had an opportunity Friday night to go to a country western concert. I told this in the first service. Anybody in here like country and western music? Okay. Well, you guys are with me then. So we're okay on that part. Anybody go to a country western concert and get to go to church before you left? Okay, I'm ahead of you on that one Then, All right. We went to St. John Barry at Majestic on Friday night. And I went because she wanted to go. (laughs) (laughs) And we had a real good time. And the first part of the concert was Country Western. And it was fine. It was good songs. Not not any drinking your beer and falling in the streets and good good songs, good love songs and all that kind of stuff and we enjoyed it, had a good time and then he said, well we're going to take a mission here and we'll be back and then we're going to sing Christmas carols I'm doing this to tell you that God is in control, okay don't want you to lose sight of that fact we went we, we was there and when they left the platform they were dressed in flannel t-shirts and jeans and cowboy boots and the country western look, you know so when they came back out him and his wife sitting together his wife was dressed in a nice red sweater nice slacks nice shoes had her hair all but she's got looks like natural curly hair she had, before she had all tied back and then she came back she had all poofed out <laughs> so pretty good and John came out and he had on a black suit white shirt and tie he was decked he was ready and they started singing Christmas carols it was good it was real good then they got to the song Mary did you know Wow when he started singing that song something inside me said he's not just singing a song he understands what he's singing about and after he got done singing Mary did you know then the next song he sang was my heart is in Bethlehem Wow he just kept getting better and I'm at this time I'm set, Jen and I are sitting in the balcony and there's two seats together for we're sitting and right behind us there's a nice wider seat and there's a pretty good sized guy sitting behind us and I'm having to start to do this thing now I'm going oh this looks real good this is nice I'm here in a country western music song, a concert and crying like a baby and I'm going oh well that's me what can you do you got to do what you got to do so anyhow they're singing a the song and after they get done with the song they get together just in the platform and just start talking about Christmas and they talk about their favorite time of Christmas is They live in Athens, Georgia, so they are able to have a hayride at Christmas time. That would be kind of difficult up here, probably kind of cold. In Athens, Georgia, it must not be as cold down there as it is up here. So they have a hayride. The whole family comes in for the hayride. John's kids are 19, 16, and 13. Well, the 16-year-old decided he would like to drive the tractor. And John says, no, you've taken everything else from me. I'm driving the tractor. So they, they drive the tree, they go out of the hayride and they come back and they have a big bonfire after they come back and they do doing the s'mores thing and all that kind of stuff around the bonfire. And the thing's all about it, finally over. And John gets said he gets to do the best thing that there is to do after it's over. He gets to go get the tractor and put it away in the barn. The point of that being is that after he gets the tractor put away in the barn, he comes out of the barn and shuts the barn door. And there's this perfect peace. He said, and he realizes, and he wanted the crowd that night to realize, that peace is just not for one day. It's for 365 when you know Jesus. He said that. And the lady who had interviewed him before the concert about the world tour that were going on kept calling it a holiday tour. She kept calling it a holiday tour. John said, ma'am, I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be uh, hard or critical, but it's not a holiday tour. He said it's a tour. He said it's a tour, celebrating the one who came down here, lived with us for 33 years, died on a cross for our sins, went back to heaven, and one day he's coming back to take us home. Yeah. That's yeah. what they did. That's what they did. That's what the crowd did. They got a standing ovation when he did that. And after that, you do the normal thing like you do the concert. You know, they sing your last song and you clapped their hands until they come back out. Well, they came back out, and they sa- then they sang, Love is the Cross. Now, I don't know if anybody went to that concert night and knew that they would get church before they left, but they got church before they left. There was no doubt in their mind where everything stood. So therefore, I encourage you, next year if he comes back, if you want to go, if you like country music, go. It would be a good thing. But God is in control of all this man. God is in control of everything that we think and know and understand. God is in control of everything that we hold dear. God's in control of all that. And we need to know and understand that he is who he is. And he does what he does. And he calls for us to do those things. How, how hard is it for you to get down beside your bed and say, God, please help President Obama. How hard is that? Takes you all about 30 seconds. Help our government. Help him make right decisions. Help the Congress as they work through these times to do the right things. God, you be God in all this, God, and we'll praise you and we'll honor you for what you do as we see your hand move in all this. That's what God requires of us. That's all he requires of us. He doesn't require you to try to figure it out. He doesn't require you to try to make it right. He requires you to pray and to seek God's face. And he requires you to pray as much for... President Obama, again, I was told about the punches, as you prayed for President Bush. He requires that. He wants that of us. Then we'll have peace on the earth. Maybe not the way we want it exactly, but we will have that. I'm thankful that God loves me. I'm thankful that he strives, directs my life. I'm thankful that he puts me in places where I'm not comfortable. life would be a mess if you just wandered around and had everything fine all the time we got to talk about personalities at aaron's house last night personalities the thing to say to say c and the a and the B and g and whatever the heck that is we got we got to talk about that last night and i i never did pastor did that to us a long time ago and the only thing i remember him telling me and jen was that we were just alike and we were comfortable in who we are now that's the only thing i remember i don't remember whether it's an a b they told me last night i was the smc whatever that means i have no idea But God is in control of me. And he appreciates the fact I'm an S and a C. Or a J and a K. Or whatever I come out to be. He don't really care. He loves me. And I love him. Man, do I love him. I wouldn't turn around and give back what I have in him for nothing. There's nothing out there that's worth that. Not a thing. And I love him with everything I know. And so should you. And I hope you do. And I hope you give your life to him and walk it. This world's a crazy place. It gets crazier every day. I've, I've lived 57 years, and every day it's just worse. Just be truthful about it. It's just worse. You see things happen, you never think of happening. You see a mother take her little girl, and whatever happened to her, they don't know yet. That would have never happened a few years ago. That would have never happened. The, the, before, before I raised him, my daughter. Before I would have hurt them, I would have taken my own life to save them. And that's where we're at today. That we, it doesn't mean anything. We just wander around doing what we have to do. And the, the life that we have is not precious to us. That's the only way abortion could come into being. That's the only way that all that stuff could come into being if it wasn't precious to us. And we need to know and understand that God is God. And God called us and God blessed us. And God moves us. Caleb and Eric and Christian and Sierra and Shailen and Steele. Man, there was two of us 38 years ago. Now we can't get us all in the house at one time. (laughs) God is good. And he loves me right. And he
1: don't want us to give up. He don't want us to give up. I I prayed the other night at the prayer meeting we had that that this lesson would be used to launch people into the places that they're supposed to be. Don't know why I prayed that. I had no idea what was going to happen the next day, but I had no idea. If God moves you to something different or something new or whatever, we saw the guy last night, he's a a recorder, treasurer of Harrison Township in Vinton County. If God moves you to do that kind of thing, Jump on the wagon and go. If God somewhere in your heart places an interest in you that you want to try to be a United States center, you want to try to be a state center. go for it. God has a reason. He's putting that in that heart. He's got more for you than just coming to church on Sunday and going to work wherever you go to work and doing what you have to do, doing those things. God gives dreams and ambitions for reasons and for purposes. I got to talk about that S&C thing last night. You know what my problem is? I'm real comfortable with my wife calls it the mundane. I'm real comfortable with things being the same every day. I'm real comfortable with my routine being the same every day. I get real comfortable in that. But that's not a good thing. God sometimes wants to shake our world. And sometimes we need it, Shuck, big time. Because we get too comfortable. God is the authority. God is the authority. He's calling you to new things that you can't even dream of. I talked to my good brother out in the field a little bit ago, Brother Burl. I asked him how his work was. He says, "Can't keep up." That's a good thing. I remember. I remember it's not too long ago. Burl was doing things he really didn't like to do, didn't care about doing, and God called him to try a new thing. I remember that. And Burl launched out thinking, "Man, I this, this I could go broke." God does things right and well. God does things right and well. We need to know that, need to understand that, that God never ever made a mistake. Nor did he ever leave us. Nor did he ever walk away. And if he's guiding you and directing you to something new, jump. Jump. I guarantee you, as he did with Peter, he'll not let you drown. He'll not let you drown. I'm thankful he hadn't called me to jump that far yet. But he may. Never know. And everybody, everybody who knows that, I, like Aaron said, I have a lot of convictions. A lot, a lot of times I speak strongly and get all fired up and wound up. And this, this election cycle has been different for me. I've been kind of calm. I've been kind of cool, kind of laid back, letting God be God. Now, during the Kerry Bush years, I was in there. Who, who are you? But this election been kind of cool to me. I've been kind of just trusting God. Because I would see so much stuff going on around work, and I'm going, you guys just lost your mind." You just need to relax, like God. And that's what I'm telling you today. Relax and let God. He's the authority. It didn't happen by accident. None of this happened by accident. I I've said that 15 times, and i said it 15 times in the first service we going around, but it didn't happen by accident. God is in control. Yes, He is. And He will make this thing work right. He will make it work right. I'm thankful that He will make it work right. Because the rest of us, there's nothing we can do about it. If it is what it is. Brexit up a lot of, of good. It is what it is. And we have to follow God. And we have to trust Him. God will make it right. God will make it right. He's. A, I'm. I'm not charging him. He's in charge of him. But I just. I. I got, had a had a power stroke here for a minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey. I'm sorry. This is my second time through this. Uh, I'm getting a little bit wound up now, so it's okay. It's all about over. You can hang in there with me for a few minutes. I want to tell you that God is good all the time. And this is the song Patrick prayed, played prayed prayed just now. I just got praying the words. Did we see? I'm trying to be serious. I'm trying. The song Patrick played. He said he almost couldn't have played it in the first service. I told him he should have went for it. That's ancient words. Man, that song just lights my fire and tears me up and I'm just ready to go because I know that the ancient words are what still speaks to us today. It's not a brand new thing. It's not something that just happened on the scene. It's something that's been there for aeons and decades and centuries and all that stuff. And God is God. And he does it right and well. We need to... Is anybody here ever seen God make a mistake? If you do, I want to see your hand. Okay. Most most of you or some of you are as old as I am or older. And if you haven't seen God make a mistake, then he must be doing okay. So if he's doing okay, why should we fret and stew about this thing? Why should we let ourselves get all wrapped up and worried about, well, my 401 K tanks, what am I gonna do now? How am I gonna be able to retire? God is God. He, he loves the fact that you had, may have a 401k. Because he blessed you let you have that. But I guarantee you, if the 401k goes away, he'll give you something better in the place of it. I believe that with my whole heart. I'm a, I'm a lot closer now to retirement than I was. In fact, I wish I was a lot closer than I am. That'd make everything a whole lot better. God is God and he does it right and he'll take me to, this, to that time and beyond one of these days guys It's a little bit longer than what I said before <laughs> must be me God what was I going say God is God in all this we do and he takes us and moves us and one of these days, we're th- fretting and stewing about dollar bills and 50s and hundreds or whatever you have. One of these days, God be willing. I intend to walk on streets of gold. I intend to see the white throne and him that sets upon it. He, him, he, him that sets on it. I intend, by the grace of God, to see. James and John and Paul and Peter Matthew and Mark all those guys I intend to see those guys one of these days one of these days and all this will be over and all the fighting and all the struggle and all the stuff we've done we'll realize sometimes how little and how petty it was we didn't have to do that we can follow God we can trust him They've worked it out for us. It's all staying. Now, I don't know if you're here and you're feel fearful, or if you're worried, or if you're not really knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, or if, God, if Satan has put a load on you that you think you can't bear. I'd like for the leaders to come. my God will meet you right where you are. He doesn't expect more of you than you can do, nor does he seek more of you than you can give. That's what he does. I'm going to give you a few minutes. If you've got stuff you really need prayer for, that's what these people are here for. They'll seek God on your behalf. They'll help you get an answer. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Father, for your blessings and for your strength. We thank you, Father, for the day, Lord God, for everything you've done for us and continue to do in us, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for just being you, Lord God, for loving us, Father, for watching over us, Father God, and keeping us, Lord God. We praise you and thank you for that, Father. I pray right now, Father God, that you will move, Father God, and grant whatever the request may be, that people may need, Father God, to come forward. And Lord God, you will supply that need today, Father, that they'll hear from you, Lord God, and we thank you for it. And we give you praise now in your name. We thank you, Lord, for it all. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. If you have a need, now's the time. We're here to meet you.